Welcome to episode seven of Unraveling Pink, a podcast exploring gender-based assumptions or pink bandanas at work. I'm Annie Rogaski. In this episode, I wanted to share another of my own pink bandana moments and talk about ways to deal with it if it comes up for you, whether it happens to you or to someone else, how you can shine light on the situation and use it as a teaching moment. Throughout my career, I've often been in meetings in which I was the only woman in the room, not an unusual experience for most women who are deep into their careers. In one such meeting, I shared an idea that picked up good traction and was further developed in the discussion. At one point, five or so minutes after I made my suggestion, one of the men in the meeting referred back to my original idea, but attributed it to someone else in the meeting, another man. For the women listening, I'm sure many of you have experienced this as well. You share an idea and someone else is given credit for it. This experience is actually so common, it has a name, bro-propriating, which means taking a woman's idea and then taking credit for it or giving credit for it to a man. And I'm so personally aware of this situation that I've actually given a presentation on it through a role reversal role-playing skit at a club event in which the only man at the table voiced an idea that was given credit to one of the many women around the table. So when this happened to me, I immediately recognized what was happening. And of course, I spoke up right then to correct the error. Didn't I? Actually, no, I didn't. I sat there for a few moments in disbelief that it had just happened to me. I heard the women in my network in my head whispering to me, why aren't you calling this out? I sifted through various options to handle it gracefully, pointing it out to acknowledge that it happened and use it as a teaching moment so it didn't happen in the future, or taking someone aside after the meeting to talk about what happened and how to prevent it in future meetings. But then I reasoned with myself that if I stopped the discussion to draw attention to it now, that would disrupt the discussion and no matter when I brought it up, it would sound petty, like what I cared about was credit rather than educating to help reduce unconscious bias in the future. As I was sitting there, listening to the various voices in my head and weighing my options, the conversation in the room continued, and I realized that I just missed everything that was said. I finally decided I needed to get back into the discussion because my lack of participation was probably more harmful to me than what had just happened. So I got out of my head, rejoined the meeting, and let it go. Well, by let it go, I mean I didn't address it. I didn't actually let it go. I kept thinking about it, trying to figure out what I should have done, and of course, beating myself up for not doing anything. So now I'm doing something about it, sharing with you all that this happens, a lot, and also sharing various suggestions I found on how to deal with this or prevent it from happening so you don't end up in your head rather than building on your ideas in a meeting. The concept of bro-propriation was discussed in a Time Magazine article called How Not to Be Man-Terrupted in Meetings. I'll put a link in the show notes. Here's a quote from that article. And the result? Women hold back. That or we relinquish credit altogether. Our ideas get co-opted, bro-opted, reappropriated, bro-propriated, or they simply fizzle out. We shut down, we become less creative, less engaged. We revert into ourselves, wondering if it's actually our fault. Enter the spiral of self-doubt. Another site called Be Leaderly captured the conversation in my head perfectly. It wrote, has this ever happened to you? You're in a meeting and the unthinkable happens. A colleague claims credit for your work. As you reel from the shock of what just occurred, your self-talk goes into overdrive. How dare they? The audacity, you say to yourself as you start to play out the consequences in your mind. What does the rest of the team suppose my role was? Making the coffee? 
But in the time it takes to come to grips with what just happened, something even more critical occurs. The moment passes. The team moves on to a new topic. The time for speaking up and publicly correcting the mistake has passed. Everyone knows who owned the accomplishment, and it's not you. This is exactly what happened to me and exactly what went through my head. Later, I shared my experience with two close friends, friends who challenge me, who don't let me off the hook, who are part of my personal board of directors. After I accepted their appropriate chastisement for freezing up and not speaking up, we explored ways to handle this, and it became apparent that different personal styles would benefit from different solutions. Those who are bold, extroverted, and comfortable calling attention to the issue might close the meeting, drawing the group's attention to what happened, sharing that this is actually a common situation that tends to happen to women, and offering suggestions of what a male ally or a female ally could do in this situation. For example, when he was given credit for a woman's idea, he might correct the statement right then, saying, Thanks, but I think you meant to say Susie. It was her original idea. A woman with a less direct style might wait until the meeting is over and pull aside a male ally who was in the meeting, explain to him what happened, and emphasize the important role that he as an ally plays, that he can use his power, his privilege, to bring to light unconscious bias next time it happens, and help the group understand what just happened. So those were great suggestions, but I also went on the internet to see what else came up as constructive ways to deal with bro-propriation. I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes, but wanted to share a few that I found with you. If it's your idea that was taken, some ways of dealing with it are interrupt bro-propriation. If you voiced an idea and you hear someone else bring it up later in the meeting, remind people of your original suggestion with a gentle, thanks for coming back to this idea. It's great that you think it's a good idea. I would love to hear more of your thoughts on it. That's a suggestion from nextgens.com in a Yellow Paper series article called Mansplaining, Manterrupting, and Bro-Appropriation, Gender Bias, and the Pervasive Interruption. Another suggestion, you pick up the thread again and add to it or give it context. For example, say, when I originally raised this idea, I was focused on X, but I like what John added to my idea to overlay it with Y. Going with that, we could also include Z. Or another suggestion, Bill, glad you think my idea will work. Let me share a few more data points. These are somewhat subtle approaches where you're not patting yourself on the back and saying, hey, everyone, I had a great idea. Give me credit for it. It's more subtly planting the seed in the minds of the participants in that meeting that, oh, yeah, that's right. She's the one who came up with that idea. Another suggestion is if you see this happen a lot at work, you can create a buddy system so that you have a male or female ally in the meeting who is aware of these types of unconscious biases that occur and who calls them out when they happen. For example, if Bill takes Sally's idea, an ally can say, Bill, it sounds like you agree with Sally. This subtly reminds the group of Sally's contribution. Joe Miller of Be Leaderly suggests a three-step approach for women to diplomatically deal with a colleague who takes credit for her work. Number one, immediately set the record straight. Number two, follow up in private with the person who took credit. And three, repeat, keeping that going until the problem is solved. And then for the allies out there, what can you do? So some, some suggestions are, if you hear someone's idea get bro-appropriated, chime in with, absolutely, I've been thinking about it since Sarah suggested it, and I agree that it's a good idea. Another suggestion, back up women's ideas in meetings. Ensure they get due credit. Women in the Obama White House did this. They intentionally helped each other out so that when a woman raised a good idea, another woman would repeat it and give credit to the woman who raised the idea. 
This technique is referred to as amplification and can be done by female colleagues or male allies. And finally, you can bring the focus back to the woman who first raised the idea with something like, this is what Carol was talking about a few minutes ago. Carol, why don't you explain how that would work? This gives her the opportunity to expand on and build her idea. Hopefully these suggestions will arm you to react the next time this happens to you, or at least it will raise awareness of how this comes up in meetings and how you can help stop it. It is important that women get appropriate credit for their ideas as our contributions have a direct impact on our career progression. To close out, I have some questions for you. Have you been on the receiving or giving end of bro appropriation? If so, how was it handled? Do you have any suggestions for interrupting or correcting bro appropriation that we might have missed in this episode? If you do, please share your ideas at unravelingpink.com contact, and we'll post additional ideas on our website. We'll also include links in the show notes to the various articles I mentioned in this episode that discuss bro appropriation and how to deal with it. We always end each episode with a challenge. So this episode's challenge is to listen more closely in meetings for the ideas being voiced by women and make sure they are acknowledged and not bro-appropriated. Share your success stories on Twitter, tagging Unraveling Pink. Thanks for listening and for joining in the effort to call out bro-appropriation. Together, we can unravel the pink bandana. <laughs> <laughs>